Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. An ambitious intro here. Oh, good. It's going down. I'm yelling timber, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. What a win for Solskjaer, and Arsenal got away with it. It's Friday, 30th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. <laughs> the bigger they are, the harder they fall, according to uh, One take Pitbull. that. Very good. Can, can I go now? Because you've done the whole show in the intro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, those biggity boys and diggity dogs are right here, everybody. It's Andy and Luke. <laughs> they said it couldn't be done, that intro. They said they, doubt, they doubted him. What a throwback. Yeah, amazing. Oh, Andy. Wow, do you miss those halcyon days of whenever they were? Well, of course, a Manchester United 6-2 win does make me feel like line dancing. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely throwback that was. Yeah. To the yes. time, it's not the first time Roma have capitulated at Old Trafford, of course. No, it um, isn't. Was it, was it 7 or 8 nil before? 7-1? Seven, 7-1, one. Seven, one. Seven, one, that's right, yeah. Alan was, Smith scored in that, didn't he? He did. Because yeah. I remember going to, uh, Jim and I went to the Champions League final in Rome when they were beaten 2 nil quite handedly by Barcelona. More on them later. And uh, a lot of the locals were saying um, that they wanted Barcelona to win. And I was quite surprised that they were quite unanimous. And they said, oh, but we remember the 7-1. Yeah, OK. I said, oh, right. Well, you've got, you've got another scoreline to remember. Bear now, a grudge. <laughs> it, was a very, it was a lovely throwback. And in many ways, and we've talked a lot on this show over the weeks and mm-hmm. months about 
the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tribute act. And it was a very, very touching tribute to Alex Ferguson last night. <laughs> <laughs> it looked a little bit shaky at the back and yeah. see the stupid goal but mm-hmm. came roaring back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Helped nice by a see. former ex-player. Exactly. Uh, sorry, right. an ex-player rather. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a former ex-player would suggest he's returned but no, yes. Smalling yes. was on the was on the opposi- opposition. In body if not in spirit. He didn't have the best night of his life. He didn't. It's, it's really unfair to, to have a go and dig him out though because... He hadn't played for six weeks. Mm. They brought him back at the weekend. Mm-hmm. He looked really rusty. It's so, a shame because he's had a good time there. Yeah, he, he has. He has done well. Why does Andy always do this? We're just trying to have a laugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, he's been out by five weeks. It's not going to go to the England team in a minute. Yeah, I know. Well, not on my watch, Mark. No, actually, absolutely. Thank you very much. No, not <laughs> on Lions watch. No. I can do it on your watch, just not on Lions well, watch. Well played, That'll well be played. out tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it was the first time a team have scored six in a major European semi-final since Real Madrid 1964. I mean, bloody hell, it is quite something, that, Luke. Yeah. Six goals mm. in a semi-final. The, the, one, one question I really wanted to ask Andy, mm. joking aside about him um, putting my uh, jokes off course. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to ask Andy... <laughs> the is, the, is the that, hardest challenge of my career. <laughs> one, thing it de- one thing it definitely happened, um, in the, it's, it's definitely happened over the years, mm. as being that you'll see a team who's otherwise been pretty like, pretty good and it'll be in a European game in the latter stages and they'll go to Old Trafford mm-hmm. or Anfield and they'll not be able to perform. Mm. And it, and it, and I always thought it was, and I talked about this on the show at the time, I always thought it was because of the history of the places they're in and, mm-hmm. and going. To, it's a big deal going to Old Trafford. Everyone knows it. It's a big, field going to, big, a big yeah. deal going to Anfield. But there was no fans in the stadium last night, of course, and football's changed quite a lot since then. Do you still think that's a factor? Uh, no, not really. And I, I think if you go back a couple of years, you look at the way that Sevilla performed at Old Trafford, for example, mm. in, in, in the Champions League. Yeah. Teams yeah, can deal with it. Just Roma are not in great nick at the moment. It depends though how, how you do it because teams can go and go, flipping it, we're at Old Trafford, this is amazing, and, and lift themselves for it. Exactly. We saw Leeds United do this years and years ago. We talked about this on Teams of Our Lives on the Patreon. When they went to San Siro or the Bernabeu, yeah. they lost at the Bernabeu, but they're still putting a good performance, and they would go to these big grounds, and they were inspired You're by right. It. I remember, actually, you know when Channel. Spurs were Spurs were <laughs> playing at Wembley? That, for example, really worked against them. I, yeah. I remember Bernardo Silva saying to me... The knees went all trembly, didn't when, they? <laughs> exactly. That <laughs> yeah. when... Um, Monaco stayed there. They stayed in a hotel directly opposite Wembley, you know, mm. one of those new sort of high-rise type buildings. And he said, I got up in the morning, opened the curtains, yeah. there's Wembley, and you're like, yes! Yeah, yeah. I just totally feel on it. Was it the Holiday Inn? Is it the Holiday Inn around there? there is yeah, I bet, he was, I bet yeah. he was staying in that. A yeah. lot, yeah. lot, lot of student accommodation around there now. There is. Yeah. yeah. Well, they transformed the area. Uh-huh. They have. Yeah. They have. Um, I don't know what point I was making. Yeah, yeah but um, I, I would like to say that uh, I particularly enjoyed Bruno Fernandez attempting a no look pass, which meant he scuffed it, which meant you <laughs> bubble through to Cavani, who then just rifled it on the volley. That anyway. was nice, wasn't he, it? He is exactly. And Edison Cavani. Imagine being like a, a, a fairly good. I know Bruno Fernandez is a brilliant player, but imagine being like a fairly good attacking midfield player. Mm. But you've got Cavani in front of you. Yeah, he'll make every pass. He's like a brilliant pass because yeah. he's finishing. But I think you. with that pass though. I think a lot of strikers would think, right, I'm going to take my time over this finish. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful pass. I need to do it justice where Cavani's now. I know what I'm doing. I'm well, just going to smash you, this in. You say that. He did annoy me, though. The end of the first half, when he was gifted that chance mm. by the defender. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. You can The goalkeeper tightened the angle and he made the save. He should have then laid it off to, was it Pogba? And then perhaps it was Bruno Fernandes coming in. And he thought, oh, I've missed that. I'm trying to make amends. Yeah. That, that does anger me. He won 6-2. <laughs> he got two goals and two assists. Well, he made up for it. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that he would have, he felt the wrath of, of myself and, and Paul Scholes. <laughs> I love the idea of you being the man. Yeah, he did. 
you being the manager going back into the dressing room after that 6-2 everyone get in right um, Edison, can everyone go out I want to work with Edison <laughs> a, a little peek behind Could... curtain listeners the, the, the best bit of all this unfolding last mm. night was undoubtedly every time Cavani scored Luke putting a voice note on the <laughs> WhatsApp group of Paul Skull saying Cavani it's like it's like his mouth is competing with his brain mm. about whether they want to say his name or not. Yes, and Skulls has got a very dour voice anyway, mm-hmm. and a very broad kind of older uh-huh. accent. And when and it just very gets, positive fella though, <laughs> it gets dialed up to a hundred whenever he says to Cavani, Cavana. <laughs> I think it was a really great. Uh, oh, that's a Scottish. Yeah, answer. I think it was can really you, great. Can you do it? Can you I'm do Paul it? Scholes. <laughs> <laughs> I bloody love. I bloody love all of me. Um, that Euro playoff would have turned out quite differently. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> God, imagine yeah. if Paul Scholes was Scottish. Man. Yeah. two hundred and fifty caps. I'm saying it now. He'd still be getting them. <laughs> yeah. uh, although that's disrespectful to the current club who got them to the European Championships. Of course, everybody. Congratulations to them. Uh, Looking once forward again, to playing them once again. Uh, but Cavani, though, he. we you know he's been a great player, and and he did say recently though that um, he's probably going to be off at the end of the season. Which and that annoys me. I'm sorry to cut in, but that annoys the shit out of me because he should stay. They should do everything they can to keep. Well, him. I think they are. But I mean, Solskjaer said he knows my feelings. I promised him Old Trafford is a different place with fans. I'm doing my best. And then that is quite sweet, but yeah. also he's, ab- he's he is absolutely right. I think it would be a real shame for Manchester United fans. Yes, you know ordinary fans who've been through quite a lot with the Glazers. I know they they're a successful club, but with, with the Glazers and particularly uh-huh. with this European Super League business, it will be a shame for them not to be able to see him in the flesh consistently. A player like Edison Cavani, they've mm. had great players to watch over the years. They've been very spoiled. I'm sure they'd admit that. But Cavani is a is a proper. He's proper footballing royalty. Yeah. He he is, but I think if he leaves at the end of the season, he's he's probably taking the right decision because I mean, I think after a game like last night, you look at the pushback on social media saying, "Why did Paris Saint Germain ever let him go?" Especially after what happened to them this week. But think about it, just for two seconds, you know why they let him go from this season with Manchester United and from last season in Paris because he can't stay fit anymore. Mm. And with a player like him, you're never going to get to a point where you say, oh, "All right, Edinson." If you could like maybe ease off twenty yeah. percent, yeah, 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 he does so much off the ball. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think the accumulation of muscle injuries is is probably logical. Marcus, he, Andy is talking like a like a man <laughs> who doesn't want to see Edison Cavani next season score two goals in all competitions mm. and making seven appearances from the bench. Yeah, mate, I've got the biscuit tin already from the Napoli era. I don't give a shit. Sure, you're done. You've done your your, your work. Exactly. Done. Yeah. yeah. Although when I received it, it didn't have any biscuits in it. You only I know what you did, Sheridan. I know what you did. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I, I take both your points. I think that there's definitely room for him in the Man United squad for next season. And of course, a club like that, they're on for Champions League. Yeah, and mm. and, and you need a, you need a bigger squad for that kind of thing. And what a player to have, though. And if he can play Roma every week, he'd be laughing. Exactly. <laughs> Never yeah. stop scoring against them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my goodness. But I know. thought that that, um, that move, I forget which goal it was because there were so many. That move that Pogba, where he picked the ball in the half turn, went round some players, and just oh, that was so good. Well, Such po- a great pass. Pogba's first goal at Old Trafford in two years. Mad, right? It is. He said, "I try to tackle and be the English guy. I need to practice to tackle without arms now because obviously the penalty that was given. Yeah. That was mad as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, both well, the, penalties." Has it gone under the radar how much Paul Scholes hates Fred as well? Yeah. He never stops moaning about Fred. Well, he's, That's he's what he's in, in a... the team for. That's what he's in the team for. Don't give you anything going forward. That's what he's in the team for. <laughs> yeah. He's in a substantial pressure needs. Uh... <laughs> he's in a substantial Fred. crowd, though, isn't he? So that probably covers it up a little bit. What, you bit. think a lot of people. Well, a lot, a lot of people aren't high on Fred, are they? No. Poor old Fred, poor old Fred. But he does, he's very willing. He's a very willing runner. Mm. And and I think 
The fans, yes. I mean, if you talk to Manchester United fans, they're not that gone on Fred, but at least he runs around a lot, Andy. And according to Paul Pogba, that's what it is to be the English guy. <laughs> Run around and try and tackle I, I, I wouldn't disagree with him. <laughs> um, I mean, we mentioned Paul Scholes. Did you see that um, Solskjaer had a little bit of a dig at Scholes and, uh, and, and Owen Hargreaves post-match? He said, it's easy up there thinking who should play and who should not play. Maybe those two leave players out themselves and pick a team with balance. I mean, the ball's on him to do that. Well, After the ride he gets from his former teammates. I was surprised at that yeah I mean I come little, on I was a little bit surprised. You know, I, when I when I read that I thought it was just they're really they're actually all very firm friends and it was just a bit of fun but you're absolutely right to point out that Solskjaer in the difficult times at United and mm. we have to be clear he's been he's doing a good job recently and, and they, you know, they're going to be in the final of the Europa League and you know good mm. for them and they'll and they'll finish in the top four this season um but he's had an amazingly <laughs> easy ride when the things have been going badly yeah. you you couldn't move even look I'll put it this way even Roy Keane was defending him <laughs> and Roy Keane defends absolutely no one look, Roy Keane is no one's friend mm. and even he was defending uh, so no, see if you that... really wanted the truth from Roy Keane on the matter they should have put him on MUTV again <laughs> exactly yeah. Roy Keane uh, yeah. would would stop defending him if Dennis Irwin threw his hat into the ring for yeah. the jump <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's a corkman yeah you know. exactly yeah. <laughs> so therefore he must be the best fullback to Ever played Although Bruno Fernandes is, is eyeing up the Manchester United hot seat as I well. I heard that as well, yeah. He said this week, if I can manage Manchester United, I will be happy. I mean, I know he's a leader on the pitch, Andy, and he likes to, he's got high standards. Is that taking oh, the piss? Oh, he's got strong player manager vibes. Yeah. I can see that. I can leave now just some words. So if people see this, if I'm a manager in the future, the fans could make some pressure to bring me as a coach. I mean, he's setting the groundwork. Good for him. I like it. He's looking beyond the looking beyond the plan career, which of course is very short. You would say so, and he's been so good for them. He, why, he, why not? He really has. But they're in a magnificent position in the Europa League, of course. Hopefully, Solskjaer. Well, they're through they're for through. his team. Yeah. Oh, historic. Team. I mean, what I, Barcelona thought the other year. Has that ever been done? Well, four goals. Must, uh, must have done. It's been done. Well, Deportivo against Milan, of course, in the Champions League when they I'm won just, 4 0. I'm, I'm just yeah. waiting to see how far, the first how far it's going to go for Marcus to go. Well, away goals in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, two away goals. <laughs> All they need is a 4 0 win. <laughs> <laughs> they got a 3 0. Was it 3 0 against Barcelona when they overturned? You, if you get to 0 0 at half time in the second leg, you take your chances. You, you do. Be, you're in, big tr- you're in, you're in, the, in the tie still. Well, I think yeah. at least we'll, we'll get Peter Drury on comms for the return just in case. Now you're talking. Yeah. Oh, Drury no, was amazing talking. last night. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, Manchester United, they're playing Liverpool this weekend. Yeah. Lest we forget. Mm. Uh, it is a big one. Um, hopefully, it won't be the drab 0 0 that we saw uh, in the league in January. Um, more A bit more like the FA Cup game, of course, that uh, they, they, they played out that far. That was that was that, that nil nil was fucking shit. Yeah, but the FA so Cup bad. game was good though. We 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 appreciated that one at least. Um, I mean, with Manchester United, you know, second place, they're looking fairly comfortable with that, Andy. But they do have the the second leg uh, coming, of course, for that Europa League game. What, what, what do you think? I think they're in the best possible position mm. because, as you say, they're really well set for the second leg. And Liverpool need this a lot more than they do. Yeah, and United will absolutely revel in that. Mm-hmm. Won't they? Uh, well, they'll be able to play massively on the break, right? Exactly. Counter attacking, yeah, which exactly. which could uh, play which, into Ole's hands. Yeah, 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 yeah completely, yeah. completely. Uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, yes, Villarreal. Um, they beat Arsenal two one, and I said at the top of the show that Arsenal got away with it. And this goes some way in appeasing me, Luke. You'll remember how angry I, I was about the semi final against Atletico Madrid when yeah. they buggered that up. Yeah, uh, under Wenger. Poor old Wenger. Wenger should have left with the Europa League trophy. And and uh, and they disrespected him. They dishonoured him. They did. Um, and but this, when Arsenal, they're two 0 down early on in the tie, and then when they go down to ten men, you see Arteta's reaction. 
And he, I mean, to be honest, seldom does a manager react like that. He looked like he was going to cry, didn't he? He did. He, ha- yeah. Head in the hands. He, I mean, normally a manager keeps a little bit of cool. You can tell, of course, in the mm. eyes and maybe a few gestures. And Although he, the advantage with him is when you run your hands through your hair, your hair doesn't actually move. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. His um, head's very shiny. Yeah. It's quite Duplo-esque, I what, think. What do you think of it compared to the Unai Emery's on the opposite bench? Similar. Yeah. Just a little bit shorter. Emery's longer. I think Emery's is better. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. But I mean, both are good. You know, there's there's room <laughs> both for both fine. in the dugout. <laughs> not the same dugout, it would turn Clearly out. Clearly not. No. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but there we are. So opposite dugouts. Um, yeah. But with, with, with his reaction, it really told a story. And when they go down to 10 men, he's thinking to himself, this could really be tie over. And that would be such a great shame because they didn't impose themselves on the game in, in the first half. And it was... It was a sort of an unnecessary sending off. Um, it wasn't like he was... Arteta's got to take a shot. We cannot give Arteta a, a, a pass for his, well, the way uh, for his the management team. last but night. But just to finish the point is that the fact is when they're 2-0 down, down to 10 men... Playing terribly them, as well. Playing terribly, you offer them 2-1, by, both your hands For off. sure. Totally. So, so what, what's happened is here is that, you know, you've disrupted a burglar burglar in your house after you've left all the doors open and so he's not nicked quite as much stuff. He didn't take the laptop or the car. Yeah, you don't get credit for that. Mm. You should have locked your fucking door. <laughs> That's the point. Wow. And, and, and I was, there's a load of mistakes Arteta made. Yeah. Let's get it absolutely right. Ceballos <laughs> was a walking red card. He yep. should have come off at half time. Mm. His 100%. head wasn't in the game yeah. and he didn't take him off. He right. should have done. He's picked a ridiculous team. Let's be clear. He's picked Smith Rowe as a false nine with Aubameyang on the bench. He's done a Guardiola, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's, he's, basically, he's, he picked he picked one of his most effective players in a position that made him ineffective. He's done Correct. a Guardiola. He's got to a big game. Mm. Guardiola was normally a quarterfinal, well, sometimes semi-final, and Arteta's and, done that. And he's also, it's part of the reason he's done that is because he's not capable of managing Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who's a difficult character. Now, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang needs to take his fair share of blame for that because he's, because of that reason. But Arteta's job is to manage. Mm. And the only answer he seems to have for Aubameyang at the moment is not picking him for really important games. I yeah. mean, it's turning into an Ozil situation, isn't it? It feels like it. Which is, which is ludicrous. Yeah. And it's something that Arsenal, not just as a team, but as an institution, can ill afford, really. Yeah, well, he's the only one who had a real proper chance. It was right at the end. Exactly. And, like, I wouldn't have too much of a go and he slightly slipped when he hit the shot. And, but and but the point also, is, they just did not create. He's also picked a back four, which I'm mm. just not even going to give an opinion on. I'm just going to list them. <laughs> Callum Chambers. Dixon. That's my default with Arsenal as well. <laughs> he's picked a back four of Chambers yeah. holding Murray and Shaka, mm. and he's expecting to have a good result away from home in a semi-final of a, of a European game. I mean, they have Against a team in... with mobile players. I mean, they do have a couple yeah. of injuries back there, but I, t- I take the point. I mean, even Arteta himself, though, when we play properly, we can beat anyone. Well, that, you're the manager. Mm. Make them play properly. I just, I just think he gets... Fair enough. He's new in. He's newish as a manager. He's really highly rated as a coach. He's worked under Guardiola, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fine. He's making really strange decisions, mm. and I don't think we should not say that. I mean, just because he's Arteta, he played for Arsenal when he's Spanish and he's glamorous and whatever. Mm. And I, he seems like a lovely chap, and he seems like he does genuinely care. And I'm sure he's trying his very, very best. But he's making mad decisions. He's got away with that. Let's be massively honest. the penalty decision. What, what did you reckon? I, I thought they glossed over it on the commentary. I yeah. thought it was a lot tighter a call than they said. But Peter it Drury is a very it, it positive man. It wasn't tight. He totally bought it. Mm. He totally yeah. bought it. He, he Trigger, left his leg in. Trigueros, he, didn't, he didn't actually make a challenge. Yeah. Like, Xhaka leans his foot into him and 
if that happens the other way around, people are going ape shit about it. I like Peter Drury's mm. highlight was when um, Kapu was about to get his second yellow and he was injured, right? So it took ages. And Peter Drury. There went, is nothing better than seeing a player get sent <laughs> off on a stretcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I remember that happening. Hang, hang on, let me just say the Gone. Point. Right, so basically, basically, <laughs> he's lying around the floor, rolling around injured. The referee's got a yellow card in his hand because, mm. of course, he's going to give him the second yellow. And there was obviously really nothing to say because Kapu's just taken ages mm. and they were filling. And then Drury just went. That card is about to change colour. I was like, is that what you think happens? It's a different card, Peter. Yeah, it's not yeah. Paul Daniels, referee. <laughs> uh, it, it would be possible with modern technology. You should do that. I would love to see that. I think that would increase the suspense, particularly if we got rid of VAR. You know, if if the, the ref has both cards in the same pocket, then pulls it out, mm. and there's some sort of, you know, it's a global hypercolour type situation. That'd be great. That'd be whereas it, it gradually goes to red. Oh, if the referee's angry, like the, the firmer the grip, maybe. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the heat coming off his hand, that's, yeah. that's, that's what to me, To me, on. the best of a red... I do like a red card on the stretcher, but to me, the best ever red card is the, I know what I've done, I'm not even looking back. I'm oh, the no look. Yeah, yeah, I'm walking yeah. straight off, and the, and the red card's given behind my back as I don't even look back, I know yeah. I'm off. I'll tell you something, though. When, when you say Peter Drury should do the second leg for Manchester United, he's, he's done the first leg for Arsenal. Don't do Deprive Arsenal fans of Drury. No, yeah, exactly. but his place is in Rome on a big European night. Yeah, that's fair. Where fair it rises way. from its ruins. Yeah, I once um, had a had a chat with had an interview with uh, Peter Drury. One of the most positive, enthusiastic, lovely, infectious men that uh, you could ever wish to be around. Marvelous. And I also think with commentary, it's in all the football media job. I think. You know, if you're in our position, you could probably train yourself. You work really hard to mm. do most stuff, like presenting, yeah. punditing, whatever. Oh, his energy and his commentary is, uh, is a different world. But but that, but also who he is as a person comes out in his commentary. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that's absolutely right with Peter Drury. Mm. I have to is say, he up there with uh, Dempo for you, Andy. At this point, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> well, so. I, I have, I I have to say, we, we have Car- to... was it Karen Carney on Con- the Coke? Yeah, the good duo. I mean, she's she's excellent, Karen yeah. Carney. But um, I have to say. There's always a lot of discussion in commentary circles mm-hmm. over whether pre-prepared lines are okay. Yes. I thought Darren Fletcher pulled off a really good one um, after the Manchester City game mm-hmm. on Wednesday night where he said some might say it's been a biblical night in the City of Lights. Right. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm not having that. It's, it's quite, what's wrong with it? It's mm. too affected. Yeah, I find too Fletcher... Affected, isn't it? See, I, I know the, the likes of Barry Davis don't like the sort of pre-thought lines and that's why I liked about Barry Davis. Yeah. You know, He would just let it sort I'm of... Not, I'm, not having, I'm not having Fletcher. <laughs> it's as simple as that, Brussels. Move on. Yeah. Come on. He's done Oasis. He's done Gallagher solo. Mm. And he's put in a cultural Andy, reference about France. Andy, not even I'm having that. Yeah. You uh, bloody heathen. <laughs> he's, he's fit a lot into a small space, but it's too affected for me. And I can't hear anything that Dave Fletcher says without having Macca in the background. All going, about, it's all about delivery. Isn't it Fletch? Isn't it Fletch? I don't mind Macca. People, yeah. It's, it's Fletcher. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. <laughs> if he was an ice cream, etc., lo- etc. You love Dempo, though. <laughs> I do love Dempo. He loves Paul Dempsey, does yeah. Andy? Well, oh, I've, I've wor- he loves Dempo, does I've, our Andy? <laughs> I've worked with him a lot, so I'm biased. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair I enough. prefer Clint Dempsey. <laughs> Deuce. But then I'm into the, the I'm into the rap, and I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does anyone ever sound like they're less into rap than that? <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Yeah. Oh yes, Arsenal. Um, they're playing Newcastle. Yeah. On the weekend, what a change of scenery! Back into the Premier League. I tell you what, though, Steve Bruce's side having a lovely old time in in April. They drew against Spurs and Liverpool, defeated Burnley and, and West Ham. They're nine points clear of Fulham. I mean, it's, they're safe, really, aren't they? Yeah, and the improvement since the 3-0 thrashing of, of, of Brighton has been yeah. absolutely extraordinary. But this is where Arsenal will be 
paying for their crimes on the Costa Atahar. Because if you go to Villarreal, mm. win comfortably, you have a few drinks by the quayside in a match that doesn't really matter. Yeah. But instead, they've got fret about the second leg. True. Only got themselves to blame. They do. Well, I mean, at least they can fret about the second, second leg because it could have been dead and buried. No, you're I'm absolutely saying. right. You're absolutely right. So the, the fretting is perhaps desirable in that can, situation. Can, I, I wanted to ask you guys actually what you think on this because of course Joe Willock who's had such an impact mm. especially over those last couple of games for Newcastle can't play Yeah, it's what they call in the Spain Luar Luar rule. The, the, the shit yourself clause is okay. what they call it okay. in, in, in Spain nice. I would like it to be removed I would like for example I know it's not applicable and it's not allowed in this particular game but I would like going forward players to be allowed to play against their parent club I agree with you yeah. I think if you sign a player on loan, you know I understand it from the parent. If you totally. if you think he's not good enough for you for the season, just wear it. Yeah. Yeah. It never it never used to. I'm sure it never used to happen. What well, was Luar I Remember for Portsmouth it's, it's against Newcastle United. United. That was yeah, the I one that years yeah. ago. David yeah. Nielsen scored against Wimbledon for Norwich when we learned about that. Who could forget that one, Mark? I didn't. No, me either. Uh-huh. Burned on my brain. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I do. I do understand your point. I think. I think when you start sending players out on loan because they're not going to feature for you, and bear in mind, like Willock's played and scored on more than one occasion in for Arsenal in the Europa League this season. Yeah. He, has, he has featured. Yeah. Um, if you start putting um, different clauses in, I think it does kind of make a mockery of it to, it a, a, certain, a, to a certain extent. A little, let them play. Yeah. Let Who's going to arrive late into the box without without Joe Willock? Well, I don't know. Shelves? Certainly not John. Well, it depends how late you want, doesn't it, Andy? <laughs> depends how late you Before want. The Electric scooters <laughs> are available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, speaking of loans, Danny Ceballos has ruled out a permanent move to uh, the Premier League, saying that he likes La Liga a lot more. Yeah. That's insult to injury after last night. Isn't I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Did he say that? The classic, the classic dumping, dumping me before uh, dumping you yeah. before you can dump oh, me. Just, just leave him in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> leave him there, Andy. <laughs> leave him there. And um, talking of foreign football, Andy, what have you been getting up to on uh, Ramble Meets of late? Uh, well, um, I was lucky enough to have a, a big chat with Jesse Marsh, who this week, of course, um, left Salzburg or announced that he was leaving Salzburg to become the new coach of. RB Leipzig, mm. where he was assistant before uh, to Ralph Ranick, having worked under Ranick and the great Gerard Ullier, um at um, New York. So we talked about that. We talked about him coming up through the college system and how American coaches have had to fight a certain prejudice in the European game. He's mm-hmm. such an interesting talker. You can look it up anyway on Football Ramble Presents. Love that, Andy. Love that. All right, it's time for a break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week at Sukarnov. On the latest episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, Melissa speaks to footballer Lee Nicholl, who in 2019 was hacked and had intimate footage leaked online. Lee opens up about the impact it had on her and how she came back from it. The first mental impact, it was sheer shock. It was panic attacks, it was shame, it was guilt. I think I felt every single sense of emotion. It felt a little bit like grief, as if I had lost someone, but I hadn't lost someone. The only person I think I'd lost was myself. Meanwhile, on the latest On the Continent on Football Ramble Presents, Dotton, Andy and Miguel Delaney unpack everything surrounding the Super League and how it has changed football forever. When you watch a Champions League game, when you watch, say, Manchester United in Champions League, Real Madrid in Champions League, it's not just a match, it's that every single minute of the match is imbued with seven decades of history. The Super League, which would, has none of that. I was getting quite sad for that, that we were, we were going to lose this and have to face this monstrosity. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Hey, Luke, what's up? My friend Kate has invited us to watch the final this week. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. We look forward to the final this week, <laughs> uh, whichever final that is. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Well, why does Leo Messi sound like Patrick Cliver in that clip? Yeah, it's kind of weird because the AI Lionel Messi, which we've just heard there, doesn't, if, you, if you're really honest with yourself, when you watch the video, it neither looks that much like him nor sounds like him, even though I presume he did the voice. But he can't have done the voice because he can't speak English, right? No. So there we go. So I reckon he'd he speak a few words, surely. No, it's good. No, he wouldn't be inviting me and Kate to watch a final together, though. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that's come up. No. He's not that liberal with his friendship, <laughs> is he? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> They're all very strange. Anyway. Indeed. Right, everybody, it's time for emails. And this one, this email jingle, is by James Stewart. Come on. So good. Yes. Jimmy Stewart. Love it. Um, We've we've got one here from uh, Dan Connell, Dan McConnell, sorry, in Cairns, Australia. After yesterday's chat about alligators and the frankly terrible (laughs) advice given out by Andy (laughs) to run in zigzags away from I've heard that before. I felt the need to write in to clarify how you should actually approach the situation. If you get ever get chased by a croc or gator, my advice is simple. Fucking run. <laughs> as fast as you can and in a straight line. By zigzagging, you're not doing anything except slowing yourself down and giving the croc time to catch up. Crocodilians are not known for their land speed and will give up chase fairly easily. I thought they were quite quick on land. Well, I looked into this, and I'm, I'm far bit for me to, to uh, disagree with an Australian, a native uh, yeah. Australian, but they are quite fast. Yeah. yeah. But, but for not that long. 
So a crocodile can apparently run around 20 miles an hour. How a piss Which is piss fast. Take. Which is fast. Like, what is nature doing? Yes, yeah, it shouldn't be. It's, it's they should excel in the water, which they probably do. Yeah. And you think to yourself, oh, I'll get you on. La- oh, blimey. No. It's so, ridiculous. But, but can't, they climb, can't they climb trees as well? So I don't they're, think so. They're only they're, not, oh, they're right. only fast over the first couple of yards. So they're basically the Mick Brazilian Quinn. Ronaldo. Mick they're Mick of, Quinn. Yeah. Mickey Quinn. Mickey. So fastest player in the world over a yard. Essentially, Dan's advice is good if you're Roger Black or Mo Farah. Well, I looked up how fast um, humans can run. And so Usain Bolt's got the record, as you'd expect, for the top speed. Yeah. And that's like 28 miles an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have to be a quick, you're going to have to be much more of a Marcus than a Luke to get away from a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I, I think I've I, been caught these days. I also read a story while I was doing the research of a crocodile in Australia yeah. that sat at the bottom of a tree for three days waiting oh. for someone who was stuck up the tree. Awful business. Trying to keep away from them. So, I mean, you, my advice, I think Dan's you know, at least partly right. Just get the hell out of there. Well, to any country that has crocodiles. Yeah, well, I mean, and also the other thing is, I don't, I don't, I'm not going there. Well, America's got alligators, which is what we were talking about yesterday. Is, uh, that, is, is, you, is you have the same policy on alligators? You know what? I say this. I've, I've I've been very close to caimans. Okay, they're they're much smaller though. Yeah, they wouldn't take your arm off, maybe your finger. <laughs> is that a deal? You'll do a deal with them, will you? Yeah. You'll compromise with them on the finger. Yeah, I, which yeah. finger? Oh, I wouldn't want to choose. <laughs> I'd let them decide. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Australia here it's wonderful though, yeah. so sorry about that everybody. You, the problem is, is everything t- you touch there will kill you yeah it's even the people <laughs> no not the people, not the people. <laughs> with their razor sharp wit yeah. um, right, I think that, the other thing oh, we yes, have to say it. before we leave that we did have a communication from um, Patrick Loftus thanks for getting in touch Patrick on Twitter um, with a little video of how they dealt with a, a gator that got into his sister's pool go on wow and apparently the guy from the mm-hmm. you know Gator herding company or whatever it is. Yeah. What got, do they do? Got in the he got in the pool in his trunks. He looked like he's just on his way to a day on the beach. Right. He's wearing shades and a cap and uh-huh. some trunks. He just gets in the pool uh-huh. and in the video that Patrick sends us, he's like holding the gator like it's a large baby. Yeah. And it's got like some elastic around its mouth to uh-huh. stop it yeah. chomping. And he's giving him a nice little cuddle. But apparently I'm Patrick said <laughs> Patrick said he got in the pool and like played with him and tied him out for an hour first. And then took him out. Wow. That's it. Tire them out. Yeah. And then run away. Yeah. Genius. Get Monopoly out. <laughs> <laughs> Double. I love it. In this country, we're scared of wasps. Yeah. You can keep, you can keep, you can keep a crocodile's mouth closed just with an elastic band because all the muscles are, are for clamping down, not opening up. So actually, if you, you could probably hold an alligator's mouth closed just with your hand. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hold me on that. Yeah. Show at footballramble.com yeah. if you've uh, ever beaten up a crocodile. Or an alligator, or even a caiman. Or Although, just being nice to one. I feel though, if you're beat, if you're beating up caimans, you, you're a bit of a flat trap bully. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh dearie me. Um, oh, and also, uh, just to remind everybody that we will be joining um, the social media blackout from Friday at 3 p.m. That's today, of course, to Monday at midnight. Just in case you think we're being a bit slack uh, yeah. on on Twitter and so on. But that's uh, what we're doing. We're getting involved uh, in that. Gentlemen, to Spain, um, Lionel Messi, uh, according to reports, has told Barcelona that he will be staying at the club and is willing to sign a new contract, even if that means taking a pay cut. Well, tickle me surprised, Marcus. Andy Brassel. I'm shocked. If it isn't as if a beautiful Dutchman has turned up, managed to uh, save the situation, talk Messi round and uh, get Barcelona challenging again for the La Liga title, despite losing 2-1 at home to Granada last night. (laughs) Yeah. You've got to hand it to Ronnie K, Andy, haven't you? You um, 
buried that bad news under a massive pile of pancakes there. (laughs) Andy, do you think Marcus is the only person in media taking that angle today on that that story? Look, he may have got sent off from the touchline as well, but, uh, you know, they're still in the title race. But Andy, the big news is, though, that Messi's staying and surely Koeman has played a part in that. When you say Koeman's played a part, I would imagine with his straight talking, no one else can afford you. Yeah. That that would be it. Maybe that's what he needs. It's it's interesting he needs actually to tell him because the bloody cold hard truth of the matter. <laughs> exactly. His his father and agent Jorge has been in in, in Barcelona having discussions with with, with the club and with uh, Juan Laporta, of course, the the new old president, who's Messi's and, man, right? So yeah, they were they were pals back in back in. The he day. wanted it to happen. Yeah. For, for him to. But to take over. I, I think he's he's serious enough to make Messi think there will be a project. He doesn't really want to move his family and his life. He never has wanted to, really. He's just wanted something to believe in. Now, whether Barcelona win a title or not, I think you can at least sense that there's a direction. A lot of that direction, I would suggest, has rather fallen into Koeman's lap because, of course, some of these young players mm-hmm. who have done very well for him, he didn't have any faith in at the start of the season. He made it pretty clear that he didn't have well, any you've faith in you got to earn it with Koeman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that, that's it. That's a demanding fella. Yeah. And, uh, Can I you think... kick the ball as hard as me? No. <laughs> then get out the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting that uh, a lot of reports in Spain are also suggesting that, uh, that there's obviously a directorship somewhere down the line. Because, yeah. But basically, because they can't pay him everything now, mm. the, the contract's got to be a bit longer and backloaded and what it might work out as is him going out to wait for it lads here we go Miami now you're talking yeah now you are talking because he wants to get Fizzer. out there. come on he wants, he wants to get out there at some point as some sort of ambassador mm. for Barcelona in the United States yeah the Times are reporting today that it could be up to a 10 year deal which is reminiscent probably of the Totti at Roma deal that he was given to go I like the, the way you went for Totti at Roma rather than Pardew at Newcastle that was only 8 that was only 8 it's still though it's only it's a, it's a I, short-term I, one. Yeah, you say that, I heard it was eight plus two. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. The golden rule. Yeah. Um, well, i tell you what though, Andy, Barcelona losing, a bit of a surprise they would have gone top. Conceding a winner to a 39-year-old striker in Jorge Molina. Well, it's yeah. magnificent. It is magnificent. It, it was funny. We, we, we saw the, I was, I was watching it and I saw the post-match interviews when Molina uh, came on the side of the pitch. And you know, sometimes you need someone outside the football bubble to make stuff a little bit more clear. Mm-hmm. And my wife came in and said, how old's that guy? Is he a player? <laughs> well, that was when, uh, what's his name scored the winner for VRL? Was it Albiol? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Peter Drury said, the grand old man! Which <laughs> 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 is great. Great stuff. But I'll tell you what, Andy, you, as, you know as well as I do that people are talking about Atletico Madrid going to mess it up. They're losing a bit of momentum. Barcelona, they, they messed it up last night. Real Madrid, they've got the eye on the Champions League. Sevilla, baby. Sevilla have only won it once in their history. Where was it? Was it? In 1946. Bloody hell, and that's you could, amazing. You know, there, there were other things going, going on, on yeah. around oh, that right. time, of course. Yeah. i tell you what, Andy, <laughs> I'll tell you something. I said this to you a number of weeks ago. I said, they, I think they might squeeze in. I think they might do it. There's too much traffic, despite the points gap. I think their best chance is of being kingmakers. They've got a chance simply because... They're three points off the top and you're calling them kingmakers. Because they've got to go to Real Madrid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can I do think it. That makes the difference. But it's in their hands. They've still got to get past. It's not in their hands. They've still got to get past both um, Atletico and Barcelona. They could. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, Barcelona could end up doing Real Madrid a favour because if Barcelona in the Barcelona Atletico game that remains take points off Atletico, Real Madrid winning out would win them the title. 
Severe for go. me. Severe for me, everybody. And I've said it before, and I've said it, I've said it before, and I've said it, I've said it again now. He's got his own show about European football. <laughs> yeah, we are, ladies. You'll never stop me. You'll no, never stop it's me. It's impossible to stop him. All right, everybody. <laughs> quickly then, uh, back to um, the Premier League. Um, quick mention for Everton versus Aston Villa. I just thought it was interesting that Sven gave his blessing for Ancelotti this oh, week. Fuck, I'm stuck in some kind of, <laughs> kind of fever dream. If he's talking about European football, I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, Sven. Yeah, that's what happened, see? He the floodgates open. He is a top-class man and a top-class manager. If I was the owner of a club, I would hire Ancelotti because he brings stability. Marcus... Yep. Is, the, is this like a media sourced quote or is no. this simply pillow talk? Yeah, he just, he just called him up. Whenever, when is it not pillow talk? So, Marcus, is that close to Everton Villa? We're looking forward to it. Is that close to your preview Everton Villa, does it? <laughs> Great. What's next? Brilliant. Chelsea v Fulham? Yeah, why not? Uh huh. Um, well, is it a big. It's the West London derby. Um, yeah. I mean, Fulham. I, if they're not already, I mean, they need to win. There's no two ways about that. But we've been saying that for weeks with with poor old Fulham. Um, it's very, very, very difficult for them. I mean, when we're yeah. talking about Newcastle's improvement, I think Fulham have had at least a little hand in it, haven't they? Mm. The improvement yeah. of their positions. And, it, and it's the yeah. drop points. You know, even, even I know a point at home to Wolves is that they needed more, but it's things like when Wolves score the last minute, you don't even get the point. And results like the that. Villa game yeah, was a big one, wasn't it? As well. I mean, to yeah. be honest with you, I would go back actually. To when Fulham had a little bit of momentum, when they beat Everton away, you know, this is a number of games ago now, of course, and then they played Crystal Palace away and they drew nil-nil and they had really, they, 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 I think it was Maja had, had a chance, which he'll be disappointed he never buried a close-range header. And I understand, you know, he scored two goals at Everton. You don't want to sort of pick out individual players and say, well, that's the reason. It's not the reason. It's a collective um, thing and Maja's only been there and he's done okay since he, since he arrived. But they they probably came away thinking, oh, I should have won that. And that would have been another win. And, and just a bit more momentum, you know. But they've mm. struggled so much to score goals. And they have sometimes, you know, they've had the odd decent chance here and there. And chances are very few and far between. They've got to be lethal. But there's a reason why they're down there. Because of yeah. these... Because and of exactly. And statistically, it's, you know, you have to go back quite a few years now, maybe five years mm. to find a season where 34, 35 points hasn't been enough to stay in the yeah. Premier League. And Brighton have already got 34. Yeah, exactly. And Newcastle have got 36. Exactly. So, it's, I mean, unfortunately, it's going to be a Herculean effort if they are to get anywhere near coming out of relegation. They've lost four games in a row mm. before that draw yeah. and that's killed them. It's yeah, as simple yeah, yeah. as that. Oh, it would be if a... they picked up just four or five points in that whole run, yeah. they'd be right in the conversation yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not now. No, that's very, very true. Although, <clears throat> what was uh, enjoyable um, was one of their former players, Damien Duff, taking uh, quite a random swipe at Eden Hazard Yeah, recently. Um, he was obviously a Fulham Chelsea man as well, but he said that Hazard has never been a pro and was fat when he arrived at Real Madrid. To be signing to, to be signed by Real Madrid for 160 million pounds or euros, you turn up to preseason in the shape of your life. He turned up overweight because he was on holiday. I ain't having that. I hate aiming it at a player, but it's always been aimed at him anyway. <laughs> I, don't, well, I mean, Damien, what? Are you okay? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit full on that. I mean, who's asked him that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I mean, look. I'm the last person to be chucking things out there for people being overweight. But there, there is an element of truth to that, wouldn't you say, Andy? I would say that Damien Duff once almost ran me over outside Stamford Bridge. There we go. Yeah. That's what I would say not to quite that. quite what Luke asked no, you, was it? Not, not was, it was it not? <laughs> no, not really. 
if I wanted to know the answer to that question, I probably would have said, has any player, <laughs> uh-huh. inclusive of Damien Duff, ever tried to run you over outside Stamford Bridge? You're, you're making the case that it's not contextual. It is contextual. Yeah, true. But, but I, I think I think there has been there has been accusations of look. I, I think it's I think it's clear that if Azar was of a, a keep fit obsessive personality, mm-hmm. he would be one of the probably top five elite players in the world. Mm. But he's not. He, he has his right to a family life and time off, and he's he's fine with that. Mm. I think he he hasn't arrived at a particularly favourable moment in Real Madrid's history. I think in terms of the injuries. You know, part of its fate, isn't it? You know, he was he was very very durable mm. for Chelsea on the whole. Yeah. He played through injuries, well, he despite people talked about his weight and his attitude. Well, he got the like, shit kicked be, out of him behind as well. his back. Oh, he Ex- did, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's it's just it's just misfortune. And also, there's as we talked about before, there's this disconnect between how Belgium feel um, the the his injury situation should be dealt with and how Real Madrid think it should be dealt with which yeah. isn't particularly helpful very true um, Andy I'd like to say this in your presence um, that the, the Chelsea they're still in the Champions League they could reach the final and you talked about that even when Frank Lampard was in charge you said they could go far yeah I mean really they didn't need to fire him no well, there we go there we are <laughs> but I mean I think Chelsea, that's the takeaway you would, that, you would expect it? Chelsea to win this game and obviously they're still going for top four so, and that is all to play for but they could qualify straight there by winning that old Champions League so if, if Brighton no, it's not going to happen. So if Brighton and Newcastle both win and Fulham mm. lose, they're still not going to be relegated technically this mm. weekend, are they? But yeah. it's, I mean, but the writing's in the wall already, as we've already discussed. Mm. It is. It is. All right, Luke, let's have a bit of Betways 4 to score. Let's do that. It is now time for Betways 4 to score. Entry is absolutely free. Each week, pick the first goal, score it, and Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Woo! It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, very much so. Good yeah. round of applause. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Make sure your selection to submit before the first game, although that'll be mental otherwise. Mm. And further T's and C's apply. Now, game one is our brave uh, brother uh, from another mother, <laughs> Mr. Marcus Speller, yeah. the fortune teller. Um, <laughs> he's got Newcastle v. Arsenal yeah. on Sunday, uh, uh, Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. I'm just going to preempt this if you don't mind, Marcus, by saying I think mm. I believe you've got a selection that's a little bit special for the listeners this, this week. It's a very special one. Uh, it's difficult to. St- to think who's going to play. Newcastle have had a few injuries and is Sam Maximum, is, is, is he going to start, you know, sort of bringing him back in drips and drabs. Arsenal in between big Europa League ties. But I want to get us off to a good start on the weekend. And yeah. I thought, how can I do that? And I think he's, he's it's been a while. I'm going for John. <laughs> <laughs> John Joe Shelby. And I, what I want you to do on behalf of yourself and everyone in the studio mm-hmm. and the production staff and the listeners I'm sorry. To, to look inside yourself and honestly ask yourself if you think you're giving us the best chances. I've I, I got, got a feeling. All right, fine. I've got a feeling, uh, um, maybe. Siri, show me over-justification. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so fingers crossed John Joe Shelby should arrive late in the box at about 6pm on Sunday. Um, <laughs> game two, Man United v Liverpool. It's the big one. Um, here's hoping it's not a drab nil-nil again. Sunday as well, Andy. Who have you gone for? Well, I suspect that they'll have a bit of light rotation, so I've gone for Mason Greenwood, who of course mm-hmm. finished the Roma game so strongly. Very nice indeed. Okay, game number three: Spurs v Sheffield United, and we asked our friend Kate for her selection. Uh, it's a difficult game to call. I'm hoping Harry Kane doesn't play. Sorry, no disrespect to Sheffield United, but you are no longer a Premier League club. That might mean Gary Bale starts, but is he going to score? We know Human Son has not been very good, particularly in the cup final. 
Lucas Mora. All right, thank you very much for that, Kate. Game number four, Burnley v West Ham. It's Monday night. It's down to me. If we're still in it by then, mm-hmm. I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> uh, I've gone Burnley West Ham. I've gone for Jesse Lingard. That, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> so um, that's that. That's Betway's four to score. Do uh, make sure you check that out. But you must be over the age of 18 and do gamble responsibly. For more information, um, head to begamblerware.org. Okay, uh, it's now time for... Where's my button? This. <laughs> it's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yes, indeed. Hillary, 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 and go. <laughs> Get, listen, what's in your belly right now? You see, what you don't understand is I'm already the winner because every week, listeners, when me and Marcus play each other, he flexes the guns. It's magnificent. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's all the steam coming off the fire in his belly. You, you've so. got that. That's safe. Yeah. yeah. Is you heading the freezer, Marcus? I hope so. Yeah, I do too. It's a belter this week. The the the, the we algorithm, go. the maths machine, uh. has chucked up some absolute doozies <laughs> this week. So <laughs> strap yourselves in, fire in the belly, head in the freezer. If you're listening at home, play along, um, enjoy it, and uh, by all means, pick up every tiny mistake I make on Monday, which you normally do. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's not true, because you don't normally make tiny mistakes, do you? Oh, no. Look at that. Right, Mark, Marcus, you're going first. 1-0. Yeah. <laughs> you're going first. Red card, Koeman. Yeah. <laughs> Brassel is the champion, the reigning champion. He's been Rain. the champion for quite a long time yes, now. Yes, I'm not sure if it's been the most weeks of the season, but uh-huh. I think it probably is near on there or thereabouts. I'm like I'm like Lyon under Alain Perron now. When, when the belt was made, they fitted it to Andy's specification. Yeah. I thought that was a bit of a Here's cheeky, be, but fair play. It seems to be working Here's way. hoping you're not Portsmouth under Alan Perry. <laughs> um, right, Marcus, you go first because Andy's the reigning champion. Yeah, He's played for seven clubs in total. He retired from professional football in 1999. Ooh. Uh, and that's not a clue to his... Uh, that yeah. accent's not a clue to his, no, uh, no. To, his, to his name. It's Ian Rush. Ian Rush. A man who throughout his career looked a bit like Beaker from the Muppets. Yeah. Ian Rush, seven clubs in total... Uh, Andy, I'm going to need you to put your iPad down, please. Yeah, come on, don't come on. Come on. I, I, I don't have, I don't have a pen. And paper. I don't. I, I can't say, see I, what you're doing. Yeah, but I never do this, right. do I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fair. I'll keep an eye on it. Would I'll you? It. I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, I promise you. He's not going to cheat, is he? Well, I don't know. It's Russell. Look, if you guys want to do, you can use it for note-taking purposes, or you can turn your iPads over face down. Now it's up to you. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy there. Okay, fine. Turn it down. Turn it over. What? Okay. Thank you. Marcus, bid. This is very frustrating. Because I'll get it in the neck, Brussels. Yeah, People yeah. will say, oh, I'm not consistent with my rules and all the rest of it. This is very frustrating. You've got to do it. Um, four. Yeah, I haven't got more than four. Go on. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, do you have four? Well, you'll have to find yeah, out. You don't, you? Andy, you don't have to tell him. I, you don't, I don't have to tell you that. No. <laughs> all right, tough guy. Um, right then. Um, Liverpool? Hedge <laughs> <laughs> your bets there, mate. Um, Newcastle United. That's two. Juventus? He did play for Juventus. That's three. Now, I have... Oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> this is so annoying. You got three. It's not bad. I know, Very but good. I... Very good. Uh, uh, damn it all. I thought to myself, I'll push about and say four, because I think you'll say five. Who's the fuck? Go on, Andy. Give us a clue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you almost had me there. I almost gave it to you. That's desperation. I, I, I really. This is this is poor. I've got. No, I'm sorry, everybody. Just have a guess. Torino. 
Mm. That's incorrect. I don't know why I went. I had nothing. That's all right. Well, My fourth was Chester. Yeah, he started at Chester. Uh, we were a football league club then. Uh, Liverpool, Juventus, Liverpool again, Leeds, Newcastle United, Leeds. Sheffield United you could have had. Yeah, I don't remember And that. you could have had Wrexham. Wrexham. I don't remember any of those other ones. No, well, there no. you go. It's 1-0 to Andy and he gets to go first this time. Leeds was the one I should have got. A poor start. Yeah, poor start. It's one of those two. If you'd gone three, yeah. I think you might have been in. Yeah, but I, you had, who would you? Who would I, had, you? I had four anyway. So. Oh, you had four. Yeah, I no, four. I, yeah, do you know what I mean? I thought I'll have a one go. One of those. It's one of those. All right, Andy, you're <clears> up now. Um, you get to go first here. Player who um, is, he's played for six clubs in total. Uh, and he is Daniel Sturridge. Sturridge. St- six clubs in total. Daniel Sturridge. I'll be surprised if you can do all six. I'll be totally honest, but then you never know with Brussels. Mm. Yeah, and I am quite shit at counting, which is the issue. Um, so. You count on his fingers because, three. because, and it's absolutely clear to you, Marcus, <clears throat> and to the listeners, he didn't bring a pen and paper in, and that's on him. Yeah. That's on him. I've got five, I think. Is that your bid? Five, yeah? Yeah, I'm five. five. I'll have all six. Thank yes! You. We're talking about. Let me add a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go for it, haven't I? This, yeah. I, this, this has backfired this approach. Chris everybody. Eubank is all over it. Come on, let's go. All right, Liverpool. That's correct. Man City. Start his career there. Chelsea. Also play for Chelsea. West Brom. Very good. Bolton Wanderers. Yes, Ooh, on low. That's five. five. Trabs on sport. Oh, come on. Come on. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. He has got the facilities. <laughs> That's six out of six. He's back in the game. Oh, I needed that. Yeah. I let everybody all. down with Rush. I, I can't think who I'm thinking of. Who played for Torino of that ilk? Joe Hart. <laughs> yeah. Joe Hart. Yeah. I'm getting them confused <laughs> again, Hart. wasn't I? Well, it's open British heroes. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you two are going to start naming... <laughs> I was players. about to say that was poor of me. I no, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> if it comes up, it comes up. The next player, Marcus gets to go first. Also played for six clubs. Mm-hmm. It's Joe Hart. No, it's not. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's Frank De Boer. Frank De Boer. Now, this is tricky because the younger listeners out there may not realise Frank De Boer had a famous brother. Still yes. has. Also yeah. played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to mix them up? Let's wait and see. Let's Six clubs, Frank De Boer. Bloody Nora. It's not easy, this one. It isn't. Three. Nice bid. That's a very nice bid. I think that's right in the slot. Brassel? Four. Oh, confident four as well, that was. Yeah, Swinging on his chair. I know, I, but I, I, I'm going to have to say, so, you know. Four, okay. Andy, you want to do four? Yeah, that's your bid. You're yeah. not going to go five? No, oh, I'm not going to go Okay, five. one at a time, please, Andy, to go two, one up. Your four clubs that Frank De Boer played for. Ajax. Started his career there. Rangers. Played for them. Barcelona. Absolutely. That was my three. Galatasaray. Yeah, very good. Ah, very good. I well, thought there was a... I, I had Fenerbahce in my head, but I wasn't sure on it just as well. Well, you did me on the Turkish Super League the other week, didn't you? So that's you true. Swings around yeah. about. Well, and Sturridge as well. You did yourself on the Turkish Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other two clubs he played for, Al Ryan and Al Shamal. I didn't expect it to there get There you those. go. <laughs> Ronald De Boer played for um, some other teams. So, there you go. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> can't be honest, I just, you know what? I just thought to myself, I'm not going for a load of our teams that players who not even on the game. No, played for no, don't. Do Overcomplication, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Andy, you get to go first this time Big on this one. Oh, this is a chance to go to go to take it home. Yeah, that's it. To bring it all the way home. See, I buggered up with Ian Rush. You did. I've got, I've got to rue. That's the thing with Andy. You put a foot wrong early, and then you, you're stuff. You're up against it. Yeah. You are up against it. But the thing is, what our listeners love about you, Mark, is you'll mm. know that you'll never, you're never beaten, right? No. So it's it's all good. <laughs> um, you're never beaten, mate. Um, <laughs> Andy, you ready? Four clubs in total for this player. Just four. 
I know, it's come up like that, I'm afraid. Ooh, it's come go. up like that. It's the maths machine. I can never predict what's going to happen. No. So it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, four <laughs> clubs in total. Retired in 1999 as well, weirdly. Um, John Barnes. John Barnes. John Barnes. Four? Yeah, four clubs Ooh. in total. Four clubs in total. <sighs> I'll take all. You can do all four. You dig. <laughs> can you do all four? Of course I can. Can you? Yeah. You've been serious? Yeah. I was trying to bluff him. Oh. oh. Lovely tactics. Yeah. Lovely tactics. I thought, I thought to myself, if I bluff enough, he's going to go three and that'll let me in. Uh, fair enough. Uh, start, uh, can, I, can I start with the best one first? You can do whatever you want. Newcastle United. Yeah. Watford. That's two. Liverpool. That's three. Go on, Charlton Athletic. Uh, Very confident a, about that. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Very confident. Andy Brassel wins. Uh, that that's annoying. Yeah. I think, I think what we can agree on is that you, you've been up against it there with the way the, the numbers have fallen, the I players have, have fallen, but you've I also have. not helped yourself early on. The Ian Rush. Like, the, 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 I, I, the thing is, though, he had four, I had to go four and I really could, but I should have guessed the Welsh side. Yeah. Maybe. That's where I went wrong, everybody. Okay, your final player is David Unsworth. And he's played for eight clubs in total. That's eight clubs, David Unsworth. Ooh. Which is a very difficult one. Well, it is difficult. Yeah, it is. Unzi. Hmm. By the way, I should point out that John Barnes actually started his career out at Sudbury Court, but they're not Ooh, a professional yes. team, so they no. didn't count. No, they're not. Uh, I'll have three for Unsworth. Andy? I oh, know, five. Five. Five? Let him do five. Yeah, he'd get a three-two out of this. Yeah, he could have done four there, but he went five. <laughs> Go well, on, I, you know, I'm playing my house money. It's fine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That is fair. Go for it. Uh, Everton. Yeah. West Ham. Slow as you can because I've got to scroll through them. Aston Villa. Oh, hang on. He didn't play a match for them. No. Was he there for a day? Yeah. Oh, a consolation. Marcus Speller. Consolation. You get to... Take a 3-2 defeat. How well, do you feel? well, I mean, you know. So that's Everton, West Ham, Portsmouth, Ipswich, Sheffield United, Wigan, Burnley and Huddersfield Town. And that's your eight. You're not right on that one, Andy. Never mind. Never mind. Still eh? get the win, though. Never mind, eh? Um, well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry I couldn't uh, beat the Brassel, but that's what happens. That is what happens when you're playing against a man like Andy Brassel. Um, that is the end of the Foot Bramble preview show sponsored by Betway. The big news, of course, is that the people have been asking for Pete Donaldson to uh, get involved in a bit of Luke's game. Well, apparently next Friday that's going to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the first I've heard of it. Well, I think I think that uh, yeah, I beat him, I think, 4-1 or 5-0. Fairly, so he, I think maybe this season. I, my, my vague memory of him is getting to go first on one of them, guessing a... Japanese club for no reason, getting it wrong, yeah. and then wrapping his hand in, which is basically right on brand for Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Um, uh, but before that, though, myself and Luke will be back with another editions or another edition, sorry, of Lions Watch. First thing tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, uh, we're chatting about the squad expansion for the Euros and looking back on those halcyon sixty-seven days that England had under Big Sam Allardyce, transitioning then from that into the Gareth Southgate era. It promises to be an absolute classic. Yeah, I don't know why we're doing it. 
I'm only joking, I'm only joking. It's been great. And and it is a really interesting time to look back over at Allardyce because it's such a weird anomaly. Mm. Um, that, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening once again. Uh, thank you to Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. See you on Monday. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.